and welcome to Coffee and Catholics, a Catholic women's talk show podcast. I'm Stacy, one of your hosts, and with me I have... Hi, I'm Alicia. I'm Annie. And I'm Lauren. Hello, and welcome to Coffee and Catholics. Today we're going to be talking about living life liturgically during ordinary time. Yeah, what that looks like, how we actually live it out. Yeah, so we we all know that there are liturgical seasons throughout the year, and the ones that people really get into, like Advent and Lent and Easter, but of and course, Christmas. and Christmas. And so, but of course, there are those ordinary times where there isn't anything necessarily like specific being celebrated or uh, prepared for, and so. You know, what does that look like in our lives or maybe what should that look like in our lives? And, you know, what should we be doing to continue to grow in our relationship with with the Lord? And what we're doing, because, yeah, sometimes you know, I get really into like Lent or Easter and I, I've formed these good habits. But it just so happens that Lent and Easter end around the time school ends and schedules get crazy and there's so many things going on and all those good habits that I just formed since February are now like shattered to bits Mm -hmm. and so like how do we hold on to those things and how do we adjust our prayer lives for summer and other ordinary times I know that we have you know there's like the two ordinary times you have the in-between Christmas and Lent which is just kind of like this like shorter, you know, the little shorter period. But then you get into like after Pentecost, it's that longer period that we're, we're in now where it's, it seems like it's back into that, like kind of that or more of a rhythm. Everything goes like in the, in the shorter period from like, you know, but you know, really from Advent all the way through Pentecost, it just kind of seems like there's always seems kind of in rapid fire within the church. Very easy to, to jump on those liturgical living and like, you know, and follow the, that the way it's like um, the way the church has it ordered through the seasons for us to kind of follow along in Jesus's life and, and kind of attach to these different devotions and ordinary time before I really kind of knew what that meant. I was just like, Oh, well it's just ordinary and boring, you know? When with ordinary time, it's, the, it's coming from the Latin word that means like ordered or numbered, and it's like, what are we, where, what, are, what are we focusing and being, what are we ordering our life towards? And, and I know when it's just like that, like as a mom, especially for me, and during the like busy time in the church, I guess you know, there's it's harder for me to get more into a pattern. Like Stacy, you mentioned. Um, you know, with Lynch, you get all these, you, you can get really into a good ha- those good habits. And I do the same thing. Like, I find myself like, oh, I'm picking up this and that. But then it's like Easter comes and it's like, oh, okay, I'm done with that. I know that's not how it should be. <laughs> but I find myself doing that a lot. And so what I'd like to be trying more is during that long period of ordinary time, like really kind of focusing on those long-term habits, the yeah, habit building, you know. Um, and really going to that, like, what are we order? What am I ordering my life towards? And like, and following, uh, you know, just getting those those things in order for me. No, I like that focus. I do. Um, 
<laughs> well, because, like, I know that for, like, this year for Lent, I gave up all of social media. And it really was a beautiful thing. Like, I think it was very much, like, a God-ordained type of thing. So I thought about changing it and then, you know, decided to keep it. And it was kind of a process. But um, towards the end, it was a little bit harder than, than it was in the beginning. But, like, it, it was very, very fruitful for me um, in ways that I didn't know were going to be like that. And so I'm really, really grateful for it. And then the moment Easter hit, though, I was like, back on my phone. <laughs> back on social media. Mm-hmm. And but, but the nice thing about it, though, is that I think I, I broke a lot of those, um, those kind of addictions. Or at least as much of an addiction. And so I'm not as on my phone nearly as much. I, God helped me to prioritize kind of my family over that much more um, and things like that. And so I, I don't know that I necessarily need to go back to absolutely no social media like I did during Lent. But I think taking those lessons that I learned from Lent and just carrying those on and continuing those on, I think is what it is for me. Like now that within the last year or so, I've been trying to um, dedicate myself more to like what the specific liturgical seasons um, are supposed to teach us and what we're supposed to be doing in those to grow in our relationship, just in, in that ordinary time, continuing that and trying to, you know, share that with my kids um, as well. And so like one of the things we started doing recently is um, within the last year or so is, you know, like reading scripture and trying to do that daily and just like, just nothing special, nothing fancy. Cause I'm not a super fancy person when it comes to, you know, coming up with big activities and stuff like that with my kids, but we'll just like read a section or two and we'll talk about it. And that's it. And it's, you know, a five minute, you know, 10 minute long thing Mm -hmm. during the day. And so, yeah. Well, and um, one of the things that I've always tried to remember, especially um, after I had taught like um, RE classes and then also taught at a Catholic school for a while, um, is that at one point out in that time, it had been explained to me that, you know, if we look at the liturgical colors, ordinary time is green and we associate green with growth. So what we're supposed to be doing during ordinary time is taking those things. So, you know, the purples, the penitential and the um, reflective time. And then the white is like the celebratory time. And then what we're supposed to take from those prepared, those times of preparedness and celebration is then take them into ordinary time and let those things, those seeds that we got during those times grow Mm -hmm. and get us ready for the next preparation time and celebration time. And Mm -hmm. um, so that's one way I like to try. I try to remember that is like using those things into, you know, cultivating them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Cause then I think, um, isn't ordinary time in green also associated with hope? So I think I was reading a, a book to my son tonight. It was tonight, and I can't remember. I think it was saying it was hope as well. And so hope and, like, you know, all those things that you were just talking about. Uh, I'm looking at because I'm curious because I was thinking that, uh, I was, that the, was it the pink and purples were the hope? But it could be. I mean, it makes sense. I could be wrong. I think, you know, hope all the time. <laughs> right? Yeah. Faith, I mean, hope, and love. all of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's meant to represent the anticipation and hope in the resurrection of Christ. Is the green the hope and life of, of yeah, and the hope and life of each new day. Yeah, because green's also supposed so. to symbolize new life. So like our new life in Christ. Oh, okay, there so. you go. 
Well, and I love that about the church with the liturgical seasons because, you know, our our life isn't supposed to be, you know, we, you know, say, you know, God, I want to be, you know, you to be in my life and I recognize you as, you know, my Lord and Savior and then just be done. Like it's, you know, the, I think the um, how the liturgical seasons go throughout the year is supposed to be representative of our daily life that we're supposed to, we're called to have a daily conversion mm-hmm. to Christ that we kind of like, you know, we might fall away, but then we come back to him and we keep on learning. We keep on growing by, you know, daily prayer and, you know, um, looking at the word of God, going to mass and receiving the sacraments and doing that all throughout the year. And that just renews that relationship over and over again with God. And so it is supposed to be, yeah, about growth. So that even though we're not supposed to, we're not, during ordinary time, we're not celebrating a specific time in Jesus's life. We're still growing in that relationship with him because he is our end goal. I love how everything has a purpose, like all the way down to like the colors of the vestments. Every mm-hmm. There's a purpose for how a priest that, you know, conducts mass. There are certain, you know, the whole order of mass. Like Annie was saying, like, how are we ordering our lives? Like, even the mass is that way. Like, it has to be ordered a certain way to bring us, you know, we start with the liturgy of the word, talking about Jesus's life, and which brings us to the sacrifice at the altar and to Jesus directly in his, his body and blood. And so I, I just, <clears throat> I think that we lose focus and about that during ordinary time because, during Lent, there's a big, huge thing. What are you going to give up? What are you going to do? Yeah. Or let's all have the Lenten adventures and the Lenten yep. retreats and let's do this. And then, oh, it's Easter. Yay, it's Easter. We're celebrating. We're celebrating and uh, we're doing all these fun things. Mm-hmm. And there's all these fun activities and all this other stuff. And then during Advent, we get we have the candles and we have, you know, again, this time of prep, you know, preparation and and we have the Advent ca- calendars, and at Christmas we have all the, the all the festivities that go with Christmas. And then during ordinary time, not everybody knows, but there is still stuff like you know this month June is dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, mm-hmm. and last month in May we ha- it was dedicated to Mother Mary, and um, you know we have Holy Trinity Sunday um, in in the month of June. Um, depending on when we release this, it'll either be about to happen or has already happened. <laughs> and so, you know, there are still celebrations or feasts and things for uh, and for us to focus on. And even, you know, just at the, the last day of May was the visitation. So all these things are happening and they're still important to the life of Jesus, like the visitation. I mean, we hit the, you know, a good chunk of the Hail Mary from scripture just from that encounter and so it's it's just kind of interesting when you put that spin on ordinary time about like that that growth and that purpose and like annie said that order like what are we ordered to during ordinary time i just wish that our listeners could hear or could could see stacy when she talks because she talks with like her whole body (laughs) i was just thinking about that (laughs) Sidetracked in my head, like listening to Stacy, because I'm also like watching Stacy, and she just like is very expressive with her body when she talks. So I was like, man, and it, I I hope that comes through with just you know the voice, <laughs> um, and just the you know how the you know that same um, thing with just like 
we get so excited about different things. And then when it comes to just like those day to day, I tell people when it comes, like when they comment about how exhausting it must be to have four boys, um, I'll say that the, um, the, the, the days are long, but the weeks are short and because it goes by, you know, quickly. And I feel like that's kind of how it is when we get into ordinary time as well you know we you know when we're in those busy seasons of life and busy seasons of the church it's it's easy to to get caught up everything's just kind of rapid fire but when you get down to the nitty-gritty day-to-day this is you know what our life should be as we're like walking through our day you know our christian life or walking along the life of christ you know those those days they may seem you know sometimes long like just kind of it gets that same as you get into the same rhythm, but it it is those, the the time that passes so quickly, and we need to make every moment of that count in our journey with Christ. Um, I feel like you know, that when we're in ordinary time and like through the different readings of the church, like you you know when you are reading the I love how like the daily readings like. If you're going to daily mass or reading the readings, like they're they're not. It's not like on Sundays or sometimes if you're just going on Sundays or listening on Sundays. Sometimes it can almost seem kind of sporadic. Like some, you know, there's times where it really kind of builds through different, like the in the same time frame or anything. But if you're going through like daily, you might hear like a whole like you know the whole book of whatever, you know, and, you know, in the Old Testament readings and stuff. And so it like really kind of, the church has set it up in such a, in such a beautiful way to really follow along with the teachings of Christ, with the Bible and like, you know, or with the Old Testament and like kind of matches it through to, to follow how she wants to guide us, the church guide us to, in this journey, to be closer to God, to be a saint. And um, that rhythm, that number, that counted time of ordinary time, um, I feel like it really does help me when I'm like reading the daily readings. The church has everything so beautifully yes. ordered and so purposeful to help us mm-hmm. know Jesus better and know God better. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think one of the, the things about ordinary times that like, you know, Stacy, you're talking about how the, the church still has like months dedicated to certain things and we have feast days within those months for certain saints and um you know or certain times like uh, what were you saying visitation visitation and such and and those are great but i think for a lot of people at least for me like in the past it seemed very overwhelming or at least it still can because during advent and christmas and lent and easter and all of that like it's kind of set out for you right it's like you know advent is a time for preparation and, you know, we have these, you know, holy days of obligation. So, like, you can kind of minimally part, kind of participate, right? Um, which is something that I've in the past mostly done is just kind of minimally participate. But then you have, you know, like with Lent, you, you participate a bit more by, you know, doing your, um, what is it called? Mortification. Your mortification for that season and such and, 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 and things like that. So they kind of have like these specific things laid out for you. And then in ordinary time, it's just kind of, they don't really, it, it's it's not as blatant, you know, like this blatant, like, you know, hey guys, this is what we're preparing for. And hey guys, this is what we're doing. 
So I think it can, it can feel overwhelming. And for me, it's just been also laziness. Like I'm just, I'm lazy. <laughs> and so I haven't done it. And it's because I always tell myself I'd love to celebrate feast days and do activities with the kids and, you know, bake the things that, you know, people baked historically and I don't know, like have the parties, do the, do the arts and crafts and I never do them. But but I think that that the when at least well, I'm starting to change a little bit the way that I think about it, and so now like like thinking about like the month of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, um, you know like I'm I'm running this you know what I previously called a homeschool group I'm just kind of calling it like guided adoration now with some fellowship afterwards sometimes, but I'm trying to do this and like we're gonna be. Um, doing this actually tomorrow that from the day that we're recording this, we're going to be having um, a get together and I want to do an activity specifically for the sacred heart of Jesus. So like, that's kind of allowing me to, you know, I have that, that thing that I need to do. That's kind of getting me into that, that celebration and of this month. Um, and so it's, I'm, I'm trying to a little bit more. And now, like I said, like the obligations getting me there. If I didn't have this obligation, I don't know that I would do anything. But, but I am finding that when you, when I look into it and I actually see like, what is the church celebrating even during ordinary time? Mm -hmm. And I'm looking into it because I want to grow in my, like my knowledge of who God is, who Christ is and the relationship that he wants to have with me out of love for him because he has love for me. Like it becomes less of a stressful kind of a thing and less of an overwhelming thing and more just something that I'm doing because I love God and I know that he loves me and I want that relationship with him. So when I, when I come at it from that, it's much more appealing for me and less, yeah, like I said, less overwhelming. Well, it is overwhelming. I mean, there are cat, there are Catholic businesses totally built on making little boxes to make it less overwhelming. <laughs> like here's your liturgical box for the month. And they'll have like little act, like will already preset activities for you, or they'll give you the materials to do the things, mm -hmm. and because it can be overwhelming, mm -hmm. but it also, like you said, like when you first look at something, it can feel that way. But as you grow in your faith and in the the whole idea of liturgical living, those things become a little bit easier, or you realize it doesn't have to be so elaborate. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, so like the Feast of the Visitation two years ago, my kids and I, all we did was we read the story from the Bible where Mary goes and visits Elizabeth, and then they jumped up and down like St. John the Baptist did in <laughs> Elizabeth's womb. That, that was the extent of our activities yeah. for the visitation. And I mean, that's not anything you had to overly prepare for. It was just a scripture reading, and then jumping <laughs> so like yeah. but it got them thinking about it which is what the whole point is is yeah. to reorder our focus reorder our thinking mm -hmm. towards yeah Christ. well and i think regardless of whether like whether you're, you're single or you're married you have kids or you have kids whatever mm -hmm. whatever the case may be i think just doing what it is that you can do like you mm -hmm. don't have to, like you're talking about you don't have to do all the things and even like the little bit of things that you do you don't have to do anything elaborate like, just pick something that, like, stands out to you. Like, oh, you know, the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I'd like to, you know, just maybe say a prayer about it today. Start with something really, really simple and then move on from there. Like, that's that's one way I've found of integrating, like, like talking about how me and the kids read scripture. Um, you know, I just started with just 
just doing this. I don't need to do a big Bible study or anything like that or like a big long thing. Just read scripture a little bit at a time. Yeah, it's like anything that you start to cultivate, you know, and think about a garden. Like if you've never gardened before, are you going to become a farmer and do like uh, thousands of acres of farmland? Probably not. You're going to start off with a small garden and then grow up from from there. And even people who do farming, they probably grew up in that type of a family. And so they learned how to do those things as they got older and those things have become innate. So like, you know, for example, not, you know, a, a cradle Catholic, but did not, you know, myself, it did we didn't really do a lot of these liturgical, like extra feast days and things like that growing up. But we did the main thing, you know, the main ones, but we didn't, you know, we didn't do St. Nicholas Day or any of these other, like um, the visitation or the annunciation or anything like that. I mean, except for, I mean, that's a holy day of obligation, so I guess we did do that one. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the, you know, I didn't start off there. It's been like as I went through college and had priests that, you know, had a special devotion, told us about it. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And I adopted that. And I went to a different country and I saw a devotion there. Oh, that's really cool and adopted that. And I started learning more about my own faith, even though I grew up in the faith. Mm-hmm. Eventually... I, you know, have developed, you know, I want those things for my family. So we have started to do those types of things. Mm -hmm. So you don't always start off big. You start off sometimes with nothing and you let it grow into Mm -hmm. something bigger by doing just like you said, what you can. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like, even if you're like the idea of doing something with like a specific devotion or a feast day or whatever, like, isn't really appealing just you know, and this goes throughout, you know, for throughout the year, not just ordinary time, obviously, but just like trying to make a point to pray every day, mm-hmm. you know, like just reading a couple of lines in scripture, maybe just, you know, doing something where you're not during that ordinary time. It's not like, oh, well, you know, God's not in the yeah. picture anymore because I'm just focused on my life and doing the things and everything. And I'm not preparing for Christmas and I'm not preparing for these other things. I'm not doing my mortification for Lent, you know, just making him a priority in your life. Cause you know, like it's, it's kind of a, I mean, Lent can be a quiet time too, cause it's meant to be kind of a somber kind of a time, but like ordinary times kind of, you know, a, a quiet, very quiet time in the church as well. Um, for a lot of people, but I think, you know, God finds you in that quiet, you know, and that just every day, just kind of, um, everyday bit of life or whatever where you're just kind of going through the motions and you're doing the things that you need to do every day when you bring God into that daily you know God can start to work in your life and can work in your heart and he can keep on growing and in your heart and yeah so I you know definitely ordinary time is meant definitely meant for growth and maybe you're like I don't even know where to start with any of this do I start with reading the bible every day or do I One of the things that, um, especially if you forget things that I have found helpful, are there are some podcasts or apps out there, like the Hello app will remind you, you and they'll send you a notification if you put that in your settings of certain prayer. Like if you you can set up your whole prayer routine in the Hello app, and they will send you little notifications throughout the day. Hey, you want to pray this now? Or, you know, there's, you know, like things like, Father Mike's Bible in the year or the Catechism in the year if you're trying to de- dive deeper into the faith. 
So there are some things that like if you are not very good scheduling those times, good those are good places to start too because then they help give you reminders like because even the podcast will pop up with notifications hey there's been a new episode release so if, if that's something that helps you there are te- there's there's some technology out there that can help those of us who can get scatterbrained or too busy into our day forgetting to eat was not has not just been a mom problem for me this has been a problem <laughs> from i would get working on something in college and and just, Oh, I've been working for like twelve hours. I I forgot to eat. Yeah, I'm like See, yeah. I'm amazed by people like you. Like I like food. I don't forget to eat ever. Like I will stop everything to eat. I'm just amazed. So, yeah. So if you're like me, and that's, that's one of those things that like your life has to be scheduled out, or else you like fall apart. Um, those things are helpful, and they can help you in that growth period also. Well, we hope we've given you a couple of ideas on what to do during ordinary time. It's not so ordinary. It's not. It, it's beautiful. It really is. And so we hope you have a blessed ordinary time. And as always, thank you for joining us. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Join us again in two weeks. Until then, may God bless you and may Mary accompany you. Talking Catholics is a proud partner of the Smart Catholics Podcast Network. Find new shows to love, meet like-minded Catholics, and join the community at smartcatholics.com.